Welcome to the latest episode of Chamber Chatter, the podcast series from Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce, looking at business issues in more detail. This episode, I'm really pleased to have been joined by Vijay Natarajan, the founder and chief operating officer of Q Energy. And we're going to be looking at an issue that's never far from the headlines these days, net zero and the journey to a zero carbon world. Vijay, welcome. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you. That's okay. And thank you for joining us today. Obviously, on the back of COP26 and the recent report that you released called It Starts Here, The Journey to Net Zero for GM Businesses, we'll have plenty to talk about. But first, can you tell everyone just a little bit about yourself and Q Energy? Sure. Uh, so uh, Q Energy is a, a smart carbon reduction uh, services provider uh, based in Manchester. Uh, we help businesses achieve their uh, net zero targets. Uh, so we started in uh, 2018, uh, myself and uh, my business partner, uh, Lee, and um, we've uh, grown since then and achieved uh, many milestones, uh, including uh, providing our software to Europe's largest battery project uh, in Wilshire. Um, we've provided our technology to a community energy project in Nigeria, connecting a school with a community of houses improving the access to energy with solar and battery storage. Uh, we're also working with a variety of clients, um, including breweries, office buildings, care homes, factories, and uh, independent convenience stores. So what we do is uh, we start with a carbon assessment and we uh, help businesses make a carbon reduction plan with a set of uh, recommended actions. But the uniqueness comes from our Q Energy dashboard, uh, which we set up with a tracking system to make sure businesses meet their carbon reduction targets. We also provide insights with carbon and energy saving tips. Uh, with our enhanced package, we also provide monitoring and optimization of energy assets, including solar, EV charging, heat pumps, building controls and battery storage to make sure they deliver the return on their investments. So it's a, it is a comprehensive full end-to-end -end package then. Uh, that, uh, that 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 you offer people, and I, I'm just wondering. I mean, obviously, I mean, it seems a bit of a daft question. This, but why is low carbon and net zero so important? Why are we hearing so much about it at present? Yes, um, I think the uh, as you all know, there has been the Paris uh, Climate Change Agreement, and uh, there were science-based uh, targets published that we have to limit global warming by two degrees. Uh, if possible, by 1.5 degrees, and every nation had to contribute in terms of their emissions. But it was um, only recently uh, that uh, a, the, the, it has been made that uh, net zero is so important and every country needs to achieve net zero carbon emissions. So the reason being, so if you go back to basics, uh, if there is a there's a very real chance that, that the planet will warm up an average of three degrees Celsius, by the century, and that will be disastrous. Um, in such a brutally hot world, I mean, people agree that there will be deadly heat waves, massive wildfires, damaging downpours, and a lot of the coastal areas will be affected. Um, uh, the um, uh, earth species will go extinct, extinct, things like that. So it's really disastrous if you get to three degrees. So if you want to achieve this, limit this to 1.5 degree, uh, the effects will be manageable. To do that, we need to have the amount of, as much of the emissions we produce, we can we have to limit it. 
and uh, certain things which we can't limit uh, from air travel or from industries, uh, we have to kind of displace them by planting trees and doing other things. So overall, it needs to be net zero. So there's whatever we put out into the system, we have to take it back. So then if you achieve net zero by 2050, we can limit it by 1.5 degrees, the, the, the warming. So that's, that's why we have to achieve net zero by 2050. The, the, the clock is, is very much ticking, isn't it, on, on this? And I guess yeah. we, we, we're, we're recording this just a couple of days after the end of the COP26 uh, summit, which again thrust all this very much in, into you know people's line of sight and the headlines. Not that people have been ignoring it, but it yeah. just a, a, again sort of reminded everyone about this. COP26, Cop I, I believe you, uh, you, you went up there, you, you attended a, an event up there. Yes, um, I, um, there were multiple events happening in COP26. I, I, I could talk about one of the events I attended. Um, it was called Local Net Zero Life, uh, Local Action to Deliver a Just Transition. Um, so which had a panel of speakers, um, including the uh, local uh, minister for just transition and welfare, um, and also people from the uh, Climate Change Committee um, and uh, uh, national governments and the university, etc. So the the key thing is, um, I made one of the points because this is about just transition. It's about how developed countries and developing countries and underdeveloped countries how they're gonna go through this transition and how how can we make sure that everyone uh, kind of contributes equally. And I made a point around um, SMEs in the UK who will be disproportionately affected by the energy transition. With energy tariffs already that they pay, 30% more than what large businesses pay. So if you see in the last couple of months from the um, wholesale market trends, uh, the prices have gone up. Uh, and this is gonna happen more and more because with more renewable energy um, the, 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 and, uh, and the issues with the, the, the dependency on the gas and uh, uh, oil. So this, this will gonna happen. Uh, but large businesses can hedge their positions. They can have power purchase agreements directly with generators and negotiate better deals mm. with energy suppliers. But, uh, but this is where we are trying to say we SMEs need to join up together locally uh, uh, into energy buying clubs in Manchester or Warrington, what we are trying to do. Utilize this power of community and kind of Make, create the balance between the SMEs and the large businesses so that the transition, as we go through this transition, uh, the SMEs are not uh, affected. I think that's a hugely important point to make there. And again, I think part of this is that, you know, people aren't on their own during this journey. There's a lot of help out there. I guess we'll, we'll get onto this in a bit, though, but where, where they can access some of that help and things like that but as well as that and that that just transition bit there was a phrase that came out during cop 26 i'd never heard before about the, the sort of global north and the global south and that that transition there that you know that the the wealthy part of, of the globe tends to be in the northern hemisphere but you just can't do something up there and expect the rest of the world to, to get on with it and do it themselves so that bit about helping people is absolutely fundamental isn't it in, in this uh, in in this issue Yes, uh, yes, it is. Um, and uh, I think this is where, I mean, uh, some of the existing regulations uh, needs to be looked at. And anything that, uh, one of the things that uh, there's a recent review has been launched 
uh, by the UK government around uh, uh, the energy brokerage industry and the ter third party in uh, intermediate industry for transparency and fairness, because um, the, the way the, the, the existing service providers are set up, uh, that uh, or even the energy supplier market because it, it is based on selling more units of energy and they make more money from that. Uh, there is no incentive for them to reduce the energy. So things like that have to be looked at how how uh, these things can be transformed. So it's it's uh, so that it, it benefits all. Yeah, absolutely. So important. And 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 VJ COP COP twenty six obviously ended. It was a sort of extra day. Uh, tagged onto it while, while they got the final uh, out, outcome uh, sorted out. Were you satisfied with that? I know there's been a bit of uh, uh, controversy over this use of the phrasing about, you know, phasing down on call or whatever. Uh, were you satisfied with what you saw yeah. coming out of COP26? Uh, not really. I, I was not satisfied with the outcome. Uh, we needed uh, stronger plans uh, to achieve 1.5 degree um, target uh, um, that, that we talked about before. But the current pledges, if fulfilled, uh, will only limit global warming to about 2.4 degrees. Um, so, so other than um, extreme climate conditions faced by humans and animals, uh, the lot of uh, coastal cities will be worse affected, mainly maybe Asian, coastal cities in the Pacific, um, uh, could be cities including uh, Hong Kong, Shanghai, um, uh, Osaka in Japan, or Alexandria in Egypt, Miami, Rio de Janeiro, all these cities will be affected if we really reach 2.4 degrees mm -hmm. um, warming of the um, um, oceans. So th this, uh, this is not good. So, uh, so more things need to be done. Um, so we're going to see what's going to happen from here on. I guess some of this is is a bit of a call to action as well, isn't it, from people to to sort of say, well, you know, I'll, I'll say something controversial here, maybe that if if the politicians can't be trusted to fix it, we're going to have to do it ourselves. Uh, and and this may just you know kickstart some of that, and more people beginning to to take it seriously. But uh, yes. we, you know, we we shall see. But as I said previously, you know, the, the clock is ticking on this. We can't afford to sort of hang around for 12 or 18 months, even at this stage to do this sort of activity. We need to uh, we, we need to get going now. I, I just want to come back uh, to something I mentioned in the introduction, uh, VJ, about uh, 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 about the uh, recent survey. Um, it, it starts here, the journey to net zero for GM businesses and, uh, and Q Energy, uh, very kindly sponsored and supported uh, part of the Chamber's uh, quarter economic survey. And, and we, we, we added some questions in there, four questions, aimed at uh, looking at uh, business views on, on net zero, the, uh, what they're doing already, any barriers and things like that. Were, were there any sort of, you know, initial findings from that survey that sort of leapt out and either said, things are going wrong, or actually it's not, you know, things are going in the right direction. We, we just need to, uh, to do a little bit more. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest uh, uh, surprising thing, uh, but it was uh, uh, it was that the 55% of uh, Greater Manchester businesses were unaware of UK's uh, net zero goals. Um, and uh, so, the, but then when you dig deeper, there were also findings that uh, what uh, you know when when they asked what motivates them to uh, achieving uh, uh, net zero, reducing their carbon emissions. 
um, you know, over 57% of, you know, around 400 businesses, they said that achieving environmental, social, and sustainable development goals was the most important motivation. It overweighed, um, you know, costs, cost savings and efficiency gains, which was only 35%. So you can see that there is an interest among people to, do, to be sustainable um, and do something about it. But, uh, but actually, they, they, they don't know how it connects to net zero and how to go about it. Uh, so, so that's that's the uh, interesting fact uh, from from our uh, findings and survey. Yeah, there's sort of there's a lot of activity already taking place, but some people not can't like you said make make the link really. Whether that will change, obviously the survey was done uh, pre COP twenty six. Whether whether that has uh, influenced people one way or the other, we we we, we may do a follow up. I think sometime in the near future, maybe and uh, and and look at that. But was there anything though that that sort of stuck out for you? Any, any sort of real surprises in there you mentioned mm. you know the, the the level of people already doing it i guess what you'd say for the right reason for environmental and sustainable uh, future did, did that surprise you in any way um not not really i, I think the the um uh, what what we also found is what kind of measures they have been doing in the last mm. 12 months what things they have been aware of and what they've been doing in their business so uh, people are aware about led lighting uh, uh, about switching to green energy contracts, uh, things like that. Uh, they've been already doing it in the last 12 months. Uh, but when, when, when we ask what, in, what they're looking to do in the next 12 months, they're looking at uh, people, people have an interest towards uh, new technologies like battery storage, um, um, you know, smart controls, electric vehicle charging. Again, that was quite high in terms of what they had in their plans to do in the next 12 months. Uh, so, so you can see that people are really thinking about actions, uh, but now um, it's, it's about, again, um, uh, how to go about it. How, how, does it how, do, how can we do this in a structured way? How can we uh, achieve net zero in a structured way and take it to more wider businesses is what we want to see. It leads me very nicely on, on, on to the next sort of question, really, and it, it's a, it's one I think obviously is is looking at what Q Energy does. But what would you tell someone today if they came up to you and said, "Right, I want to go net zero. I want to get net zero. I have a business. Uh, what what would you know? How how could you help them uh, begin that journey, uh, VJ, from uh, from from what you guys do at Q Energy?" Sure. So first we would ask is, have, have they done a carbon assessment uh, before? Uh, and have they got a carbon reduction plan in place? Uh, if not, we can help them do a free carbon assessment uh, and uh, set the targets to do net zero, uh, to go net zero and uh, uh, make a plan. So we have a free uh, tool online, uh, netzero.qenergy.ai, so that people can go and fill out the details about the business and by when they want to be net zero, and then it'll it'll calculate the carbon emissions and it'll set the targets for them. So once they have this initial report, uh, then they can look at it. Then if they want to discuss that in detail and how to go about uh, implementing the measures, they can arrange a, a call or a meeting to discuss the net zero plan in detail and we will create an action plan for them. Um, then from there, we, we get the permission from the customer to collect their energy data and all the other information required. And then we, we set up the dashboard for the customer. So with quick win uh, tips. 
this this while while we discuss the business cases for other investments you know uh, so 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 that they can start to get the benefits by seeing the data seeing the uh, things visually uh, and getting some initial quick win tips they can start getting the benefits uh, quickly while they uh, uh, evaluate the business cases for the different investments and changes that they need to make and that, that's that's very important that that bit there around the carbon assessment because if memory serves me right one of the things that came out of the survey was people were saying, well, what are the challenges and barriers we've got is we don't actually know. There's no, you know, we, we need something to measure our carbon uh, emissions. You know, we need, to, we need a starting point, really. And that's the point, isn't it? What you can do is actually give them that start. You can't measure what you don't know to start off with. You don't know whether you're going higher or lower or whatever. So you need to set that, that thing. And that's what I think is is really really important about what you said there and what what q energy does is around that carbon assessment giving them some starting points so then you know what what to aim for because otherwise we're just going to be floundering around a little bit really isn't it is is that what you is that what you see as one of your big sort of you know key parts of of, of what you offer that ability to tell people yeah you're doing I this think, you uh... need to do this and show them what what they need to do Correct. I think it's about, uh, the, this is one of the biggest challenges. Uh, I think, again, from the survey, 49% of the people said lack of information mm. around net zero carbon measurement and reporting was the biggest challenge. And the second biggest challenge was 46% uh, of businesses uh, said high upfront costs for uh, solutions and uh, services. So we address these two, essentially, because we uh, help people monitor uh, the uh, the carbon emissions and also uh, once they have implemented any measures they can see the benefit because they, they need to be able to track how much uh, carbon they have saved and how much uh, cost they have saved so that's what we will help the second part is about the business case because we help them build business case we work with uh, multiple partners because we don't deliver this uh, actual installation and things like that yeah. we work with multiple trusted partner networks within greater manchester and uh, across uk uh, which where we can help them to build the business case, compare different solutions. So they, they, it saves them all the time and effort. And uh, we also work with finance partners as well to, to provide other type of energy uh, 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 service models uh, so that uh, we can overcome this barrier and help people adopt these measures. So important that that source of help is, is there really. And uh, like I said, it sounds dull, but... Uh... You know, I know several years ago, going back to my early stages in the chamber and all this for starts to come come to the fore, really, the people were really scrabbling around for information through companies like yourselves. Now they've got it there in one place. So uh, it's so important to take advantage of it. Obviously, there's very ambitious targets set around this. And, uh, you know, I know in, in Greater Manchester, we've got in front of the 2050 target to be a net zero city region. Uh, by the mid 2030s, uh, you know the the sale of um, uh, internal combustion engine vehicles. Government set a target for 2030 for those to be uh, changed and one thing or other. What one thing though, VJ, if you if you have the power to do to make a change in some way, shape, or form, what what would that change be uh, to enable people to reach net zero? If there's one. Sort of barrier you could knock down today. What 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 would that be? Um, I would say uh, uh, switch your energy contract to green energy supplier. Um, again, uh, look at when your contract is ending. 
start to look out in the market earlier and uh, and make sure this energy green energy tariff or green energy contract is actually backed by solar and wind farms and renewable energy sources because there are a lot of them out there which are uh, which are based on certificates which are not really backed by uh, solar and wind farms so again by having this you, you uh, uh, this is quite important again this is something where we can help with uh, and especially the sme market we can help help them with that um, Another, I would uh, say, is uh, try to shift your energy usage pattern from uh, peak times, uh, 4 to 7 p.m. Um, this is when the grid has, the, has to run gas turbines and diesel generators to uh, balance the system and provide energy. Um, by reducing the usage at 4 to 7 p.m., it will save you carbon and also it will uh, save you on costs as well. Excellent. Very practical stuff there, and hopefully people listening to this will uh, will start to uh, start to take action. I suppose my, my, my last question to you, BJ, is 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 a simple one, really. Do you feel optimistic for the future? Do you think we can do this? Um, I do feel optimistic, um, considering the awareness um, um, uh, that has arisen uh, among the general audience um, uh, around net zero. Uh, uh, because of COP26, uh, within the UK at least, um, there are a lot of national government, local government initiatives um, uh, that, that are also happening, which businesses can uh, tap into. Uh, businesses are also seeing uh, getting becoming net zero, getting accredited as a net zero business as a competitive advantage. Um, but when this sort of thing happens, it will always catalyze uh, the market change because people are doing it for their own business growth uh, rather than uh, saving a few pounds. They, this is quite uh, uh, critical to business growth. Um, uh, so if you can all build around this momentum, um, uh, it could benefit the UK economically as well, uh, positioning ourselves as a leader in the space um, uh, across the world. So it potentially increasing our export uh, export to other countries as well. PJ, that's a, a really positive end uh, to what's been a, a, a great 25 minutes or so of, uh, of, of discussing this issue. And it's one that is definitely not going away. We sometimes find this don't we, with, with the business issues, they hit, hit the headlines for a few weeks and then disappear and whatever. This is with us. This is part of, of the world that we actually live in. You know, it, it transcends an individual business or an individual person. It's it's the environment. It's everything we're in. Uh, so that was a, a, a great conversation. Um, loads to go at. If anybody uh, didn't get the uh, get the web address for the uh, for, for accessing um, uh, the the net zero to it's netzero.qenergy.ai. If you go on there. Uh, and find out what Q Energy can do for your business. That would be absolutely superb. Uh, VJ, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for your time today. Hopefully, uh, it's inspired some more people uh, to take action. We know there's a lot of businesses already out there uh, doing stuff. We've seen that from from, uh, from the survey that, that Q Energy supported, but we need everybody on board with this, not just a, a few leaders. We need everybody to do this because it is such a, a fundamental issue. BJ, thanks very much for your time, uh, and thank you as well for listening in. This has been Chamber Chatter. My name's Chris Fletcher, uh, and uh, thank you once again. Thank you.